Zogling squalls and zogling guys, we always sit down and suck whatever size they recognize. They don't give a fuck. There's a lot of juice dead, so we can squeeze and kiss outside while we lay down our bed. My daddy served in the army where we lost both his nuts. Clowns, rudes, things are given day that it died. It was my mother, my brother, my sister, and me to grow up and live stupid in the land of the sea. Found it, and by that I loathe and fallen under attack. He's a girl got the ass. As soon as we can see, of our dumb black eye, Lambsers, we lit up your shithole like the 4th of July. Hey, Uncle Zoggle put his name at the top of his shit list, and the statues of Gibby Gruff start flapping her tits, and the eagle will flip, and the will be hot. But you sell mammy freedom, skanky old twat. storm is coming right on you. All brought to you courtesy of Zorak, Gregor, and you. Oh, 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 oh,
That got banned on YouTube. After <laughs> <laughs> With an Armageddon plan, derailed Dodge Railroad trains, wants to kill all the Jews and a lot of Wiggers too. He has a psycho air non Wigger brain. Martin had a wife, he loved all his life. For grandkids, they are so brave. Destroy his own car design and finish off dog lies and putting dog Babylon in his grave. It was on any weekday night when Jews lie that day's right. He pissed on them tight claims. And the wigger chap with a shout, them stupid fucking louts. That Pope Marty done hits at what he aims. Martin had a wife, he loved all his wife. For grandkids, they are so brave. Destroying Zog caught his eye, and finish off Zog wise, and putting Zog Babylon in his grave. It was on any weekday night when the Jupiter is at home talking to Christ's family tree. When along come dirty Jew and a zuggling winger or two, making they's ass whooping necessary. Martin had a wife, he loved all his life. For grandkids, they are so brave. Destroying Zog caught his eye and fish on Zog wise and putting Zog Babylon in his grave. Well, the ass clowns hold his breath when they hear a pastor's death. They wonder why he don't fucking lie. It was dirty pisser possums and all the Satan's mamsers that want to take him down on the slide. Martin had a wife, he loved all his life. For grandkids, they are so brave. 
If joy is all caught as I, happy jobs are wise, and putting God back what here is great. Greetings, ugly, regular man's ass clowns across the world. That's all planning, you know. Here at the Open Hair Coast Coast Nuthouse, we call Zog Bible. We turn the problem, but the show is always the same. At the lost and the found sheep of the house of Israel. Ye chosen seed of Israel's race, ye who did hear Christ's call. Greetings. This is what? Oh, it's about a minute after. You know, uh, September 11th, 2015, 14 years after, 14 years and what, 21 hours after, oh, let me see, more than that here, shit. Well, it's quite, you know, so many hours after Zog's false flag operation here called 9-11. Now, I don't remember being up. Now, when Oklahoma City occurred, I was sleeping in. It wasn't, I didn't get up till noon because I had been in Springfield at a Libertoon party meeting uh, in Springfield. And so I didn't you know, wake up until, well, Roxy says, guess what? Here, there's some goings on in, uh, in Oklahoma City. And at that time, you know, I didn't realize this here. I didn't really have very much money. And uh, I didn't have a VCR player, of course, here. And, you know, I didn't learn this here, but when 9-11 came about, I had two VCR players, and I just changed it to different channels, and I recorded all the 9-11 horse shit that was going on. In fact, I had three VCR players. I went down to the trailer house from whence Trader Glenn Miller had run out the, uh, what, about, let me see, about, Mm, about a year and a couple months earlier, and recorded there. And you said you said at six o'clock. Nowadays, you have a DV, you have a DVR. You set it to a cable news channel whenever Zog is really engaging as Zog false flag. And you'll say, but Martin, it was nineteen out of twenty little red. They were all ragheads who who stormed. You know, storm the uh, airplanes with armed with box cutters. And yes, they were pretty much all from Saudi Arabia. It was involved false flag operation. Now that means that means now is Marty going to say that you know that the Arabs did it like Carol Covington or a field stern person saying? Well, no, he's going to say the Jews did. Jews knew all about it. Zog knew all about it. I mean, you knew, you knew uh, going in. Essentially, it wasn't until you know old Georgie, old Dumbia. He was, he was flying. He was running. He was scared. He looked like he had pissed himself here when he showed up at nine o'clock here. We showed up, at, you know, when he showed up about nine o'clock uh, Central Time here and gave a little speech here about how he's going to destroy them cowards. You know, I mean, he looked like he pissed himself and shit himself too. But you know, he's going to destroy them cowards here. Uh, safely from wherever the hell the goofy bastard was hid. But later on, you found out that uh, essentially Dick was Cheney here. He was the real he was the real president here, and he ordered he ordered this aircraft over Pennsylvania shot down. 
and that's what he said initially. But later on, later on, you know, the story came about heroic zoglings, you know, knew they were going to die, so they rose up and they rose up and over, you know, said let's roll. There was you know a bunch of you know, bullshit movies about, but hey, he shot down. That's why they, that's why there was wreckage. What oh about over six, seven, eight miles. But then, you know, this is essentially the lie that they tell. Now, folks, uh, the Jews knew about it. I mean, I was looking at, when I was looking at here, I had to take Roxy's mom. I'd take Roxy's mom in this here little Pontiac Le Mans, 1980 Pontiac Le Mans. She, uh, you know, she was, you know, she'd gotten, I think, both her tits cut off here from breast cancer. So I was taking Roxy's mom. I really like Roxy's mom. She was born in 1923, and she lived uh, till you know, just before Christmas in 2009. So shit, she lived to be close to 90. You know, I mean, she lived to be in her 80s, late 80s. You know, and I like the old woman. I like Roxy, of course. So we were driving that, and we drove by the fast trip, and there, you know, I mean, nobody, none of the Wiggers trusted Zog would protect them. You know, they knew, you know, they were looking, they were talking $10 or $5 a gallon gas prices, and the price was about $1.56. It had been easing up. It had been easing up. It had gotten up to $1.61 in the summer of 2000. It went back down, went back. It used to go down to about, you know, less than a dollar. But in the summer of 2000, it started going up. Well, it was easing back up, easing back up here on September 11th. Uh, and what happens is that, you know, essentially they didn't raise the prices here, but everybody was there to go get things filled in the Granby Pig Lice were making sure that there wasn't any pileups, you know, and accidents or whatever here. You know, they were lined up for about, oh, a half mile, you know, over the crest of the hill because guess what? Everybody knew the Zog wouldn't protect them, so they were immediately running. You know, you want to go ahead and see. Uh, what happened with a zombie figure, a man's apocalypse? I mean, shit. Everybody knows Zog is not going to protect you. Zog is fucked up. So anyway, we drove on. We went ahead and drove on, and essentially in the waiting room where my, uh, you know, where my common law mother-in-law was, you know, having whatever she had left being looked at. Uh, essentially, all the figures didn't know what to say. Now, that was on the minds of everybody else here. Now, let me, it was a nice, clear, cool, I think it was Tuesday morning. It was Tuesday. It was, it was cool here. I mean, here in southwest Missouri, it gets very hot until in July into about August. And then around in the early week or first week or maybe sometimes in the late of the second week of September, it rains, a good rain, a very good rain, and it breaks the summer heat. Breaks summer heat. And that's what we've had now here. Tonight, it's going to get 49 degrees here. So, essentially, last weekend, it was hot. This weekend, it's not. It's not hot. It's rather nice. You know what I mean? It was about a year ago, I went up there, you know, Sunday, and, you know, bought you know bought my uh, church for my sister here on 16th September. So, I don't know if I'm going to go up there this weekend. Probably not. In case, I went up there, and, uh, hey. Uh, but anyway, this is this is that time here. Well, anyway, we go ahead, and we're in the southwest corner of Joplin here, where St. John's used to be. And St. John's later on, you know, on May 22nd, 2011, would be destroyed by a tornado. Now, there was no doubt in my mind that this was a Zog false flag 
operation. You had W, and W had the ridicule of Tobo Buffoon. So like a sock puppet, and you had a Jew named Ari Flasher, and you had a couple other Jews here who had their hands up, you know, but mainly old Nicholas Cheney had their you know, hands up old W's ass and moved his little mouth. He was a little dry, cocaine-addled, you know, drunk from a southern, from a southern uh, Texacarium. He was from South Texaco or East Texaco or West Texaco or whatever here. And he was a total tart, and he whined like a pussy about how Saddam Hussein tried to kill his dad. And everybody knew he was just looking for an excuse to have a war with uh, Saddam Hussein. But, you know, here's Afghanistan. And later on, the Afghan says, well, hey, we'll, we'll have we'll have whoever you accuse, we'll have them try a neutral country. And that wasn't good enough for Zog. So Zog decided to start a war, and I heard it was over a pipeline across Afghanistan, and they didn't want to do it with the Taliban. They were mad because the Taliban shot down Buddhist statues or whatever. So anyway, we're going in there, and essentially I got enough gas to get home, but Roxy and her mom, they're begging, they're begging. You need to buy some of this $2 a gallon gas. It's supposed to be $1.56, but instead of pronto, we want you to go ahead and buy some. I said, oh, come on now. So they, you know, Roxy's mom, you know, and Roxy insisted. So I went into the Ponto, and there ain't too big of a line. It's, it's, it's up to $2 a gallon, $7.56. So in any case, here they are. Here they are. I see a woman, and she has two little, you know, blonde woman. You know, not, not thin, but not, you know, not really grossly fat here. She's just a, she's just a fertile wigless, and she has two little kids, and she's crying because she's scared. What's going to happen to us? The Muslims have attacked here. Oh, no. And here's this fat Joplin pig, and he's just laughing. He thinks he's funny here. <laughs> I am a strong pig. I can do that here. You know. You know, I, I've hated pigs. I've really always hated pigs. Here. There's no reason to like them. Essentially, she, she's crying. Essentially, I asked for a seat. They don't really want to give me one, but I get one. You know, this is my little memento because, you know, hey, we end up paying about, you know, a little bit less than $2 extra here because I'm about five gallons, so what, $1.56? A little bit less than two fifty. We go around. I go over to Sam's. Go inside. Uh, they, they have, back then, they... They were beginning to have these flat screen TVs here, although you know, they, you know most of them were still cathode ray tube here. But they had, you know, they had some of these flat rain tubes, and I looked in front of a big one about oh, about oh, I think it was about what 36 inches or something like that, which was a big one back then for flat screen. And here's Dumbia here, and Dumbia's talking about how you know, brave he is or something like that. And guess what? Gas is a dollar fifty six. So I go ahead and I feel tank. It's it's not dollar fifty six. It's not you know, it's not two dollars. Everybody everybody has essentially figured out, well, hey, they, they ran, they probably paid a premium for it, they went home. So you know, who am I arguing here? Well folks, it's a Zog false flag operation, but folks, I love what happened to Zog. I suspected that there would be a war. As I looked at the more Zog jupes that got killed over there, the less someone like me would have to go ahead and kill here in this country. The more the more stupid wiggers go rush out to get killed, the better for me. Better for better for the white race here. Really, if stupid people want to go out and die in a foreign country, 
you should let them. You should go ahead and ask questions. Uh, how come these two boys ain't you know going ahead and getting plugged? You know what I mean? Get to the kikes. Well, I'm getting to the kikes here. Now, I sort of thought, I sort of thought, what was the World Trade Centers? This is world. This is global. This is global. This is globalism. They were really. It was. It was beginning to wrap up globalonialism. You know, they were beginning to go ahead and talk about China. But you know, I remember in 2002, I bought a Rage API card from Canada, and then the next year, I bought it for four dollars cheaper. And it was made in China. And I said, shit, I used to be in the, I used to be in Zog's army, uh, you know, in a last, you know, battlefield tactical nuclear thing here. Well, hey, if the Chiefs can make a Rage ATI card, it won't be long before they're able to make the cards for launching, what, nuclear missiles? No problem. Just, you know, just put it in a little case of lead with just the inputs, and hey, no problem. They probably, you know, they probably are already doing that. Heck, who knows? Maybe we're, maybe Israel and Zog is buying nuclear missile components from China right now. <laughs> In fact, probably China has got all of Hillary's emails. <laughs> they're, you know, they're, and they're going to go ahead and sell them to the Jews and Russians so they can sell Cialis and Viagra here, made in Chinese factories here. You know, go ahead, go ahead, get something for the dick and death, and you can get a salacious Hillary secret. Class top secret, you know, classified email about how her faggot ambassador is getting pokerized here, you know, by that, you know, by service air missile or something. <laughs> In any case, uh, in any case here, yes. Uh, but but for what I get, and David Duck claimed there was not a single Jew killed in 9/11. You know, they were not, you know, all the Jews were told to stay home so they wouldn't uh, die. Uh, usually you think in a place like the World Trade Centers that Jews, that Jews would be as concentrated as, say, maggots in, you know, in a dog turd, you know what I mean? Or something like that. I mean, you, you think there'd be plenty of them just like dead meat here, you know what I mean? Now, flies ain't this bad this, you know, this year here. For some reason, but there's been years that have been pretty bad. Years of what them Jews would have been in the, you know, the Twin Towers of Zog Babylon. You'd think they'd be common as hell, but no, they were told to stay home. And some of these little Jew Israeli students were on the roof gloating and yapping, and old Benjamin Netanyahu said, It's good for Israel. Well, really, it's good for Zog, too. I mean, Zog won the war, and now they got one. They got two of them. And Zog, Mablon, guys, ass whooped in both of them. You know, they're talking big shit about being mean with, you know, Iran. Well, folks, if you can't whip, if you can't whip 25, a, a country of 25 million fucking ragheads who have an army of 10,000 professional goat herders and about 1,000, you know, full-time freedom fighters, and then you can't whip a country of 30 million ragheads who are better at making weapons here, or certainly they're rather fierce ragheads, you know, and they have 20,000 goat herders and about 15,000 of them here. Well, all of them really have nothing better to do than fight with each other. I mean, you know, they got to break some fighting with each other. You know, now they got to fight with us till they drove our ass out here. How the hell are you going to beat a country of 80 or 90 million ragheads, which is about... 
twice the size of Afghanistan and, oh, ten times the size of Iraq, and they're technically literate. They're able to create their own drones and take over, you know, subvert their own drones. How are you going to go ahead and meet a country in 90 million when you can't be a you know, raghead country, a backward raghead country of 20, 30 million, and a backward, even more backward raghead country of 25 million? How are you going to do that? Well, folks, I mean, in fact, the ragheads have figured out how to invade Eurozog. What they'll do is they'll be like a little camp safe and put their little, you know, they'll put their little old three-year-old new baby ragheads and they'll just go ahead and drown one or two here, which means that 800,000 of them or a million or four million are able to go ahead and come in. And I was seeing, I was seeing a Jewy-looking character. And you have Charlie Wells there viewing this Jewy-looking character talking about the need for Germany because of the Nazis to go ahead and essentially no longer be Germany. You know, the need for Germany to commit suicide, racial suicide. Now, folks, if there was a land bridge from Syria or Iraq or Iran or whatever, well, guess what? You'd end up having Hillary Klein. You'd have the Trump. Go ahead, bitch, a little bit. Essentially, you'd be overwhelmed with them, just like you are now. Now, the way to stop them would be, for say, in Germany, you go ahead and you head shoot a few little baby rag heads, and you get shoot. You know, the nigger males and the rest here. You, 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 let them, you let them scream for about a day or so. You don't, you know, anybody who goes ahead and tries to serve them, you go ahead and gut shoot them here. And I think that with about, oh, killing less than 200, maybe 300, 400, maybe 1,000, they get the point. Essentially, it's turned out that there was a little tweet to where they said is that they would no longer apply even the Dublin Protocols, but let them come in. On August 25th or August 27th. You see, it's been less than two weeks here when Germany has faced Camp of the Saints. But Lord, what are you going to do? And I say, it looks bad, but on the other hand, it doesn't have to happen. All you have to have is the ruthlessness to save your own life. But if you don't, then you don't. Martin, don't you know the Jews are trying to genocide us? That's why I see on Andre the Nigger site. And let me see, on, uh, you know, on uh, David Ducks and Lurch, you know, uh, old Lurch uh, Black, you know, sperm fart. On Cut Hair Walruses, uh, conservative, you know, League of, or let's see, League of Conservative Citizens. You see all this stupid shit. You see our nigger in chief yapping about how they need to spread out the what? Racial genocide by cancel the taints. I'm, look, I'm looking at Washington Weekend Review. Let's, let me just tell you something here. This problem is solvable. Let me tell you how the problem is going to be solved. I know how it's going to be solved. The problem is going to be solved when the white man decides to rise up 
and dismembers Lot Babylon into what I call the 10,000 warlords. Essentially, you see a reporter, you, you, you go ahead and peel his and his children's hides, and you, you, know, you nail them to the outhouse door. You go ahead and you kill pigs, you kill lawyers, you kill judges, you certainly kill social workers. You know, that's one thing I'm grateful to Trader Glenn Miller about. As he killed, he killed a wampus social worker. Now, he's a piece of shit, he's a traitor, and he's a lumpy melungeon and all that here, and Alex Linder's a Jew, of course. Essentially, once you are willing to go ahead and kill the skin alive wiggers, baby wiggers, male wiggers, pump through a, you know, pump through a, uh, Oh, a uh, dog food trailer, I mean the uh, wood chipper. Well, hey, if you're willing to go ahead and treat wiggers that way, why shit, the niggers and beaners will get the point and they'll run for their lives. Niggers will be more, you know, say, well, can't we have our own country? Sure you can. Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi. You can go ahead and fight out for Florida for whatever's left here. Well, folks, there is a solution, and this is a solution which is going to take place. Well, he now claims to be Christian identity. I don't think he knows what the fuck he's talking about. You know, maybe he's been listening to Rabbi Bell Fink, nigger knows Bell Fink. Maybe he's a Mongol here, sort of like uh, Savannah Packy Shank. He's a, he's a camel those little Packy here, and Brian Real, a.k.a. Sword Brethren, a.k.a. Uh, Sword Mams, or a.k.a. Nigger Lips. The Mams are for Mentor. But in any case, this problem is solvable. It's always been solvable. The question of it is, is that, you know, hey, there is a fine dividing line between the time when you go ahead and you gut shoot a pig and then you, you go ahead and open up the spawns and nut sacks here and you make piggy eat it. You know, you know, you say, Hey look, uh, the DM you know, the D S M V you know, six has been well, D S M V five has been reduced to D M C six here. There's only one known psychological ailment. You know, even though, you know, Jews like uh, James Lawrence here or Bruce Howard here, you know, but he's really a schizophrenic. But essentially, the DSMV-6 only has about three-quarters of a page. It's called pig life testicle eating syndrome. Essentially, what you do is that you kill everybody who you know won't be on your side, and you terrorize the rest into accepting a military dictatorship. But not an overall military dictatorship, but a military dictatorship, which really depends on the quality of the dictator. You know, might be several counties worth. Might be only a half of a county. You know, it depends upon the success of the, the dictator here. Essentially, we will we, we will get into warlordism and balkanization. And folks, I have a dream. I have a dream to whether it's only you know maximum twenty, maybe thirty million warriors. X, you know, X wiggers, they'll be white here. They won't, you know, all, all wiggertude will be, you know, gone by the books here. You, you know when a, you know when a, uh, you know when a Cub Scout becomes a man when he eats his brownie. You know when a wigger becomes a white man when he goes ahead and skins and gelds pig lice, lawyers, judges, and sundry regime criminals here. And pretty well does whatever the hell he wants to with their children and their property. 
That's when a winger becomes a white man, when he kills. Anyway, that's my, that's what I feel. So I, I don't really listen here. I get a little bit annoyed like I did the other day when old Silly Roper, a.k.a. Billy Roper, went ahead and you know, I've decided what I'm going to call him. I'm going to call him Facto Tom to Zogbot. I was annoyed. He unfriended me at Facebook. He was listening to this whore, April Gady. And uh, April Gady went whining like, well, the whore pussy she is here. Uh, old uh, Silly Roper forgot about bros and four hoes. You know, he sort of thinks hoes before bros here. But essentially, I don't know. He's looking more and more like a scrailing to me. But anyway... Uh, you know, I'll deal with him later here. I mean, with me, there's never any hurry. You piss me off. You piss me off. I will fuck with you forever. All right? But in any case, folks, you don't worry about this shit. When I see 9-11, I loved it. I knew it would not end well for Zog. You don't need to, you know, like Dr. Kevin Bell, you don't need to write a 500 fucking page book uh, about cultural critique about how Jews are somewhat different than us. You know, I mean, to, to a true dual seed line Christian identity believer, Jews are the spawn of Satan. Hey, that's pretty simple. They're the spawn of Satan. They're evil. They're born evil. And you leave it at that. In case. Uh, 9-11? 14? I mean, shit. Nobody even, you know, I mean, everybody woke up. It was almost like it was just another fucking day. I didn't get up for the crack of noon, and then I went to Neosho, and I picked up, oh, at this, you know, Baptist church, I went ahead and picked up their little food basket that Roxy had signed for, you know, two years ago. And, hey, they had a whole bunch of bread, and you got three loaves for a dollar, big loaves, small loaves, whatever here. And went there, and then I went to, uh, oh, went all over. Went all over. And then I decided I was going to record the last, the last uh, you know, episode of uh, PBS's The Civil War. Folks, if you have it here, I don't know if you, you know, it's pretty good, it's pretty good, uh, you know, uh, dogma. You know, mentory here, you know, by this here little, little, you know, he's a little Yankee, little Mongol faggot here, sort of Ken Burns, little, 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 little cork eyed, little, you know, man's faggot here. But, you know, in any case, <laughs> you know, well, I mean, all the liberal wiggers and Jewesses menstruate over that goofy bastard. But hey, it was fairly good, it was fairly good uh, thing here, although I was, you know, my, my, uh, my great. Grandfather fought on the wrong side. The rest of them sort of avoided. They, you know, they were too young, or they were immigrants, or no, no, no. Another great grandfather. Two great grandfathers fought for the Grand Army of the Republic. Uh, Charles Samuelson, A.K.A. Carl Svensson, uh, did because he got drafted. They got double. He got a double. Uh, he got a double homestead in South Dakota. And my great grandfather Osborne, who was a Scots Irish orange hibernator, 
He got kicked down the well by the mule, and he managed to get a pension out of it. And he named his youngest child, foot-tailed child, Jenny, my grandmother. And Jenny the mule is a real is a real murderous bitch here. But anyway, you know, folks, you gotta know who you are, and you gotta know that hey, some of your some of your some of your ancestors were good people, but then again, there's some of your ancestors who are worthless pieces of shit. Worthless pieces of shit, you know. Uh, you know, one, you know uh, Jenny's, one of Jenny's uh, sisters married a Jew. Uh, don't think we didn't, you know, we didn't forget that here. Uh, the other one was just simply old maid school teacher. And then the, the boy was the best one of the lot here, old Clinton. Uh, he went ahead and served six months in the Sully County Workhouse for stealing pigs. And folks, uh, my answer's eight pigs here, but only one of them, it really wasn't my ancestor. Some of them stole pigs. You know what I mean? Stole pigs to sell them to other people to eat who didn't really, who really didn't ask questions from where their bacon came from. <laughs> so folks, uh, you, you have all sorts of stories like that here. But just remember, you know, let me just go ahead and finish this monologue. The story of when I was a mean little kid with a BB gun. Mean little kid with a BB gun. And what I liked doing was pretend to be, you know, I'd read this story by J.A. Hunter called Hunter. You know what I mean? By how he was a big game hunter. And what I would do is I would sneak in with this, you know, smoothbore BB gun. You know, it wasn't really a pellet gun, it was a BB gun. You know, a little bit more powerful than a Red Rider, but not near as powerful as a pump up pellet gun. And I would sneak forward, I would sneak forward, you know, on my tippy toes on my father's collection of Danish brown leggers. Now, brown, you know, leggers are leg eating, you know, laying chicken. These are the brown ones. These are the Danish brown leggers. These are the wild leghorn chickens. Not the tame white ones here that you see, you know, caged up here by the thousands here. You know, this was fresh eggs here. And occasionally we would eat a few of the cockles when they grew up. But usually you would have you would have about five li- different little flocks. You have about oh thirty chickens. You know, the the biggest rooster, the biggest toughest oldest rooster here would have a flock of about seven or eight hands, and the number two one would have oh five or six hands, then number three would have four hands, then number oh number three you know, three and four would have maybe three or four hands, just three or four hands. And the last one had just two hands. You know what I mean? So anyway, I'm sneaking up on my dad's second best brown legger and rooster. You know, every time he goes ahead and he sees me here, go, you know, he goes ahead and cackles a little bit. You stop. You freeze. That's how J.A. Hunter did. And then, and then you... You know, then you go ahead and you sneak forward on your toes here. You're low crawling to the next, you know, to the next little bush here. And you're getting within range here. You used to be 50 yards away and you get within 30 yards and then, you know, then 20 yards. And then around 20, about 15 yards is about how far the BB will carry. And what you do 
is you don't want to shoot the hands here while they lay eggs. They're productive here. You want to go ahead and shoot the rooster, but you don't want to shoot them on his feathers. You don't want to shoot them on his legs. You want to shoot them right where his wing feathers end. You know, and then you know you you have his you have his you know you have his tail feathers coming out. So you want to go ahead and shoot where the wing feathers end, and you know just before you know the real soft spot here before the tail feathers begin. You know, and if you do it right here, that that chicken will just go ahead and jump up three, four, five feet in the air here. Maybe even do a somersault here, and essentially you know it, it's just it's just sort of it's sort of neat here. So essentially you're sneaking forward. Sneaking forward, and you're, you're you're practicing with a shot. Well, guess what? My my big white German Shepherd named Roy. He sort of wonders what the hell I'm doing, and he comes up here, and I, I'm annoyed at him, and I go ahead and squeeze up the shot. You know, maybe I yank the shot here, and instead of hitting between the wing feathers and the tail feathers, it hits him in the eye. And when you hit him in the eye, you hit him in the head, you know, the BB, the BB is still powerful enough to go through his eye into the chicken's brain. I mean, the chicken has a big brain, you know, you know, big eyes, big brain, big optic nerve. You know, they're, they're essentially, they don't smell, they don't smell, they don't really hear that much here. They're, they're visual birds here. You know, you heard the term bird brain. Well, it went through his eye, and pierce this little brain, and then all of a sudden starts flopping. Now, I don't know if you ever cut chicken's head off here, but when you cut chicken's head off here, essentially it sends, it sends nerve impulses. It, it literally runs like a chicken with its head cut off. But its head, its brain is destroyed, so it's flopping around. I'm saying, oh, shit. Oh, shit. How am I going to explain that? But guess what? My, my the old Roy, he jumped forward. He didn't kill chickens. They flopped forward because hey, here's a here you know here's this you know brown legged chicken just flopping right in front of him. And he's a dog here, so he goes ahead and he snaps out here and he mouths the you know the chicken. So immediately what I do is I go ahead and hide the BB gun, and I go in front of my father, and unlike George Weiss allegedly here, I didn't say, "Father, I cannot tell a lie." I did it or I, you know, I chopped down the cherry tree and the oak tree and the pithom club tree, you know, my little hatch. I mean, I, I, I accidentally killed the second best Rhode Island, you know, not Rhode Island, but Danish Brown Lager and Rooster with my little baby gun. Fuck that. Fuck that. I'm a lying little bastard here. I go ahead and tell him the dog did it. <laughs> Roy did it. I don't know why, Roy, but he just took it into his head to, you know, to go ahead and kill the chicken. And my dad, he's looking, you know, he's looking dubious about this shit here. So he doesn't really, you know, he decides to go ahead and grabs a dog, old Roy, by the collar, takes out his cane stick. Yeah, we were crippled, man. You know, about five foot six, five foot seven. He goes ahead and gives a couple good whacks of his cane stick about the dog's ass. Here, the dog whines a little bit, but takes it. You know, you know, I was the architect. I don't know. Maybe it was September 9/11 in 1972. <laughs> it was so far. It wasn't really hot. It may have been September 11th of 1972.
I want that bus? It was me who was responsible for the death of my father's second best Danish brown legger rooster, but I blamed it on the Arabs. No, I, no, no, not the Arabs, but essentially Roy the dog. Roy the big white German Shepherd dog that, you know, never really attacked anybody, never really killed a chicken. Never really did anything other than eat dog food. And he had a habit of drooling here, and people sort of thought that made him mean. He was, a big, he was a big, he was a big, he was a big white dog. And folks, <laughs> September 11th, 1972, I've got to admit, and I've admitted before here, it was a, it was a Pope Marty false flag operation. <laughs> Just like 9-11 was a Zog false flag operation. You've had these false flag operations ever since uh, Mexican, you know, a more quit war in 1847, where they found a pretext to go ahead and beat the crap out of the Beaners, take Texas and Nuevo Mexico and Arizona and California. Now the Beaners want all that back, plus, you know, as far north as Detroit. <laughs> well, maybe not Detroit. Maybe, I don't know what the hell they would do with niggers. You know what I mean? You know, I don't know if niggers, if they were, you know, if they were, you know, put through a, well, you know, meat grinder or a wood chipper. I don't know if niggers would make, coons would make good tacos or not here. But uh, in any case, <laughs> You know, uh, folks, it was a false flag operation, but I knew damn well it would not end well. I knew it would end in at least one war, and Zog would get his ass whooped. It would go overseas, go ahead and kill a bunch of ragheads, shit all over them, and then it would end up not well here. And folks, today, here they are. They're arming these ISIS rebels against Assad. And Assad is just like, well, hell, he's just like Fidel Castro. Well, fuck them. They're not that loyal. Here, I know what to do here. Can't send them to America like Castro did. We'll just go ahead and send them to, well, Germany. They're a member of NATO. Let the Germans be destroyed by what the Jews in Israel and what Zog Babylon has done. I'm going to keep my throat. I'm going to go ahead and get rid of my mud people. There's some Somalis. There's a bunch of other stuff. Folks, all these critters have done is breed and breed and breed like a bunch of fucking maggots. They're useless. They're worthless. They're they're good for nothing. I don't know if even beaners can make them into good taco meat. But let Jews, you know, this character was a Jewy-looking character, and let these people go ahead and have, well, you know, for greater Israel and the rest here, let Zog Babylon go ahead and set shit in motion to where you have canceled saints with beaners, no, not beaners, but Pakis and the rest here coming in to the Zog land. Let Zog, you know, let Zog, Euro Zog be destroyed, folks. Right now, we are we have with Trump 
he's not serious. He's not really a serious candidate. But shit, none of the rest of the clowns are either. Jeb. Jeb and Marco Rubio and Ted Cruz and the rest here. They're just a bunch of lying conservatives. They don't really care for Wiggers. Wiggers don't care for Wiggers. Any more than niggers, although they make the big lie, you know, lie that nigger lives matter. They're the biggest killers of other niggers. Folks, don't worry about this here. If you're white, you can solve the problem. I wouldn't have had this show, but guess what? Uncle Tom's dog picked Bowie. You know, he wasn't going to let me speak here on his worthless little show. I heard there was a good deal of chipping going on. You had Wolfowitz wearing Wallstein. You had uh, Bitch Bubros. I mean, you know, oh, Bitch wants to pretend he's white. He's not white. He's not Aaron. He's just some red nigger who's running around pretending. And old Uncle Tom's dog pig is a, he's a pig. Maybe he's being debriefed by special agent charged Shaniqua Shemail at its Uncle J. Edgar's building basement. I hope so. You know, all these people pretend to be something they're not. And so, as a result, don't worry about what these evildoers do. Because while they think they're going to destroy Uyghurs, they're going to destroy themselves. They're going to destroy what they live on. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about what the bowel movement does too much. I keep an eye on it. It is idiotic. It isn't going to amount to worth a fuck. Don't be surprised when it doesn't. In any case, folks, that's enough for the monologue. I'm going to go ahead and let old T-Dog 88, uh, he thinks he's a CI dentist, and he's an Andre the Nigger uh, supporter. And uh, we'll call, and maybe he'll make sense, or maybe he'll be a total toad. Anyway, we're going to go ahead and take about a three- or four-minute break, and we will be back. Hail victory.
Yes, I admit we got a wigger problem. Wigger's always on my mind. The way they run to and fro, stupid wiggers you'll never find. Yes, I admit we got a wigger problem. Fill the trough up to the top. The way they run to the throw. And they're always eating slop. I wake up and ride away. Stupid wiggers come to mind. The way they run to and fall. Stupid wiggers you'll never find. Yes, I admit we got a wigger problem. Wiggers always on my mind. The way they run to and fro. Stupid wiggers you'll never find. Yes, I admit we got a wigger problem. Fill the trough up to the top. The way they run to and fro. And they're always eating slop. Dude, 
<laughs> What's up, dude? Okay. You do you know that you sound like a uh, what 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 is a stereotype? Like like what? <laughs> so you 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 ain't a you ain't a nigger you ain't a nigger not even part nigger like Andre the nigger. Nah, I'm full on white. I got DNA Okay. And you're not well. Yes, he does here. But anyway, uh, okay. So you sound a good deal like a wigger. You know what a wigger is? Yeah, wigger. Yeah, it is used. It is used quite a bit over on Andre the Nigger's. Uh, over on Andre the Nigger's. Uh, what daily spermer? So you're you're a poster. You're you're one of you're one of Andre the Nigger's uh, uh, not so great troll army. Process it. Process this. Damn! What happened to him? What the hell happened to him? Oh damn! <laughs> Good Lord! Poor old critter. I don't know. I mean, shoot, I get, I get the impression that I just overwhelmed the poor little critter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just get the impression the poor little critter. I mean, it was just like, it was just like taking its first hit of LSD. It gets on an internet radio show. Heard by presently one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven people. That's overwhelmed. Don't be overwhelmed. This is not real shit. This is not this is not the Ed Sullivan show. Although the reference you know references over your head. This is talks to you. It's you know, in some cases here, it is, well, about the only time I've seen, uh, this is not a regular schedule, movement turd, poor critter, he was on here for, okay, well, here, he's going to go ahead and be on, and hopefully he has memorized his talking points, did not he? Hello again. Y'all yeah, back. Okay, are you are you trying to imitate Arnold Schwarzenegger? Nah, that's just how he talks. Okay, so you're from Utah. Not originally I'm from California. Why am I not surprised? Are you from Los Angeles? No. Northern San California. Diego, Northern California. Okay. Northern San Francisco. All right, and have you, you? You're beginning to sound a little bit like the wanger. I don't know if you. you this is you're probably. This is probably before the golden age of the wanger. Uh, Patrick Wanger. He was uh, essentially he was a gook here who uh, he liked trolling everybody. But you're you're not the wanger, right? I don't know who that is. Okay. Have you uh, supposedly? Northern California is sort of like McDonald County. It's a county just south of me here. Between one of the richest counties, uh, which is uh, where Walmart is uh, headquartered here, 
And essentially, they're known for smoking lots and lots and lots of pot, a.k.a. niggerweed, samsonia. Are you a a heavy samsonia smoker? No, I used to, but not no more. Okay, so did you quit last week or longer than a week? Now, four weeks ago. Four weeks ago? Wow. It's good. It is good that you are improving your life, moving out of Northern California. Uh, around where, you know, are you around Salt Lake City? Yeah, just North Salt Lake. Okay. And what took you to Utah? College. College? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so are you going to uh, are you going to a Mormon college then? No, Utah State. Huh? Utah State. It's not Mormon. Utah State. It's not Mormon. Okay. Are you hoping to get in? You know, are you one of them? Are you one of them lost youths here to where, you know, sort of like when you raise chickens here. You have a whole bunch of little roosters, and you get them cheap here, and you you grow them up, and you cut their heads off here because they grow bigger than the hands, but they're not really wanted here. That's sort of like what the Mormons do with their unwanted youth here. You're not a you're not an unwanted Mormon male, you know, excess male. Are you? Not really. That's that's okay. my roommate. Huh? That's my roommate. Oh, that's your roommate. Yeah. Okay, and oh, he he's one of these cast. He's one of these excess. He's one of these excess Mormon cults here. All right. Yeah, he's a fag. Oh, he's a fag. <laughs> well, uh, are you a fag? No, no way. Okay, no way. Alrighty. <laughs> so, any case, uh, you have a whole bunch of people who are, you know, saying a lot of things, bad things about you in the chat room, and yeah. you know maybe you can go ahead and see them here. Uh, some of these people, they just, they just don't have any pity now, do they? No, they're mean. They're mean. Well, don't. Okay, you know, say it like that here, but generally, generally, whatever you do, don't say they're mean with a little quiver in your voice, because then everybody will think you are a faggot. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, begin, I'm, getting, I'm beginning to hold some hope for you here. You seem to have a little bit of a sense of humor. You're not too quick on the uptake, but you seem to have a bit of a sense of humor. That's good. Yep. Yep, it is. The reason it's good is that if you're able to laugh at yourself here, you immediately get a leg up on those who would laugh at you. If you're able to laugh at yourself. I always laugh at myself. That's right here. I mean, shoot. I was, what, oh, two and a half years locked up in a nut house. Now, if I wouldn't have had a sense of humor, now most of the time I went ahead and applied it to the nigger psychiatrist, the Jew psychiatrist, the dothead psychiatrist, and a few other characters I didn't much care for. But, you know, some of it I'd go ahead and myself. You, you can't take yourself too fucking seriously here. You know what I mean? Yes. Sound good? Sound good? And then this show, we don't take the bowel movement. We don't take 
we don't take, well, myself, yours truly. I mean, you've, you've seen some of the shit that, you know, well, some of these Nimbus retards, mainly Nimbus retards, you know, like Marty Chomo here. Usually that goofy bastard is told he better get a new name, and then he's, you know, then he's given about, oh, a period of time before there's going to be a Marty Chomo uh, Nimbus retard abortion, online virtual abortion here. And most of the time, the goofy bastard just stays on and gets virtually aborted. But a couple times, he's gone ahead and logged off here. But usually not until he gets virtually aborted here. You want to go ahead? You, you, does everybody want to see a, uh, a uh, you know, see Marty Chomo, he isn't very respectful to me. He ain't very respectful to you, T-Dog. Hell, he's not very respectful to anybody, now that I think about it. You know what I mean? Do you think you think we can go ahead and have a, uh, you know, have a, uh, no, no, we'll just hold it off here. I'm going to give him about another five minutes here to abort himself here before I perform a Marty Chomo virtual abortion here. And, you know, and, you know, he's used to it here. It's a painless procedure. Uh, maybe, you know, <laughs> maybe I'll go ahead and get a sound card ready here, you know, and have little, little Marty Chomo have a, no, 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 as, you know, essentially the sound of a toilet being flushed here. But around here, say again? Flush him down the toilet, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, see, around here, what happens is that I make, you know, I make everything other than me and Roxy and Puppy Dog do the work here. And this water, you know, it goes to the effort of falling out of the sky, probably far more so than in Utah. You know what I mean? We're anywhere past the 100th meridian. And it falls in there, and it gets collected in buckets and tubs or something like that. And then I use it as rinse water. Use this rinse water, you know, for my washing machine every two days. And then once it's used as rinse water, it goes back into the bucket from which it came out here. Then it's used as wash water. And then, you know, then when it's used as wash water, it's used as water to flush the toilet. I don't just flush, flush the toilet just for any damn good reason here. So I'm going to have to go ahead and wait to abort Marty Chomo or do whatever here. Any case here, hold on. So why are you calling in? I mean, you know, is it just because you can? I mean, same reason a dog licks his nuts here. You know what I mean? My little poopy dog, he'd be licking his nuts if he had any. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So why why did you call in? Why you're usually with Andre the Nigger? Are you part of Andre the Nigger's great, you know, great mongrel, you know, mongrel and Jew boy and Wigger Tard troll army? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't do yeah. troll operations, but, like, I like following. Okay. Well, you said you posted over to Andre the Niggers, don't you? Yeah, I'm from the Stormer. From the Stormer. Okay. Well, I call it, here we call it the Daily Spermer. You know what I mean? Well, you no. do know that four years ago, Andre the Nigger was a anti-racist activist, right? Yeah. Well, like, so was I back then, you know? I was just a 15-year-old kid. Okay. And what did you do? Did you troll Nazis? Nah, I just, like, you know, listen to hip-hop, you know? Oh, okay. Well, you know, um, did you quit that along with the nigger, smoking nigger weed four weeks ago? I quit that about the time I started smoking that back in uh, spring. Oh, the spring? 
Yeah. So it's been more like, what, four months ago then? Yeah, I quit hip-hop back in, like, April. Well, that's good. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad to see Quigger, you know, Quigger emancipation here from niggerweed, from essentially being an anti-social justice warrior, you know, you know, uh, retard. I mean, you are really, you are really evolving, and in a in a you know in a non-progressive manner too. Here, this is good. Here, you know what I mean. Yeah. So, in any case, uh, so here you are. Uh, now, now, Andre the Nigger, I believe he has the best Jew writers in the Zogbot business here. Uh, Zogbot is a Zog agent provocateur, but we call them Zogbots. You know, you know what a bot is, don't you? Yeah. Okay, well, a Zogbot is a Zog agent provocateur of whatever persuasion here. And I believe old Andre the Nigger is a Zogbot. Now, he four you know, four years ago he was a anti racist activist and he had a Filipino twelve or thirteen year old girlfriend and he did a video and uh he took down the video about a year and a half ago. Uh he doesn't want everybody to know him what he used to be. Although everybody does I mean, see in the internet, you say or do something or write something here Essentially, you might as well take out a fucking chisel and take a field rock and take a chisel and carve it into that chisel because you have all sorts of people, not only the National Security Agency, but everybody listening to you. Yeah, and I know that. Andre the nigger, Andre the nigger will never live down the fact that uh, hey, he had a he had twelve or thirteen year old jailbait. Uh, uh, you know, a little baby Imelda Marcus or baby dragon lady here, and he was a social justice warrior. And so now he has a very popular page here, and he has, well, little critters like you on the Daily Spermer. Yeah. And so so someone like me who's been in the bowel movement since Waco, uh, how, old are, <laughs> how old are you, T-Dog? I'm 19 years old. Okay, so, hey, I've been in the bowel movement and on the Internet since 1995, so essentially I've been, I've been on the Internet when your daddy was porking your mother, you know what I mean? You know, porking uh, your mother. You know I was back I mean? in 94. Yeah, well, okay. Well, let me see. I was running a militia. Uh, oh... When, you know, when your daddy was poking somebody else here. How's that here? And then, you know, poked your mother. And then, you know, well, then got on the internet and you were born. Okay? You, you'd been born in 1996, wouldn't you? I was born in 95. Really? Okay. So you're not quite, tw- you're nearly 20 then, right? I said 20 and one month. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> well, people are going ahead and saying, you know, I mean, he sounds a good deal like the Wanger. You know what I mean? But I don't think it's the Wanger. The Wanger oh, was, you know, huh? Oh, Wagger. The Wanger. Patrick Wang, a.k.a. I gave him the nickname. I called him the Wanger. He was out to stalk Harold Covington. Have you ever heard of Harold Covington? Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, so have you heard of Harold Covington? 
Nah. Okay, so you haven't heard of Harold Covington. Well, Covington, he like uh, prophecy, right? He's what? He made prophecy, right? He made the Northwest prophecy. Okay, not prophecy, but he wrote a bunch of books about here. I've known Harold since, what, 1998 here when he introduced himself to me. So, <laughs> anyway, uh, let's see. I'm, I'm looking at the chat here. You have a whole bunch of people. Folks, you know, there was a famous cartoon in the Jew Yorker called you know, one dog says to another, on the Internet, no one knows you're a dog. This is from 1994, 1995. Yeah. Have you ever seen that one? Uh, maybe. Maybe. Well, it was a famous cartoon. Uh, but you you would have been a little bit young or not yet squeezed out, or especially squeezed or not yet squeezed out. But in case, so how did you find out about this particular show? Were you listening to... Uncle Tom, Zog, Pig, Bowie, and uh, Wolf with Wailing Wallstein, and Mitch Buberos, and a few other tards? No. I found about it on David's former chat room. Yeah. Again? Yeah. Yeah, the Vizer told me. Who? Vizer. Vizer? Vizer. We talk about Visor, aka the you know Jeremy Visor, the Pitcher Possum. Yeah, he's a sock pocket. Yes, well, we he's he's known as Jeremy Visor, aka Jeremy John Visor, aka Jeremy Visor, aka Keith Wedding Line, Sephardic Morangian Pitcher Possum, aka Geronimo Visor. Uh, sometimes here. He is uh he's part of the party Jew and he's a great deal red nigger. And he's what you call a Molungeon. You know what I mean? A triracial isolate here. And famous Molungeons were our very first Molungeon president, dishonest Ape Lincoln, who killed six hundred thousand plus white men. You know, I mean he was you know dishonest ape was re- re- one hell of a war criminal. Uh, yeah, let me see. Sucked. Yeah, he really sucked. Yeah, that that that's that, you know, yes, big time suck, sucky sucky, and you know, not all the time fucky sucky, just sucky sucky, big time sucky sucky. In case, <laughs> so uh, how long have you been on this firmer here? You said since April. Oh, the firmer, I I was on it for like, seems like a year ago, but like. This summer, I smoked a lot of meth, so I wasn't really active, you know. Okay, so you've given up the nigger weed, and now you're smoking meth. Not no more. Okay. Uh, how about not no less, either? Uh, you mean I should go back? No, never mind. It's a joke here. Should I go back? <laughs> Uh, well, if it's to Mexico, yes. Uh, if it's to smoking meth, probably not. Oh, come on. <laughs> Let's see here. You know, there was, uh, you know, 
So that Packy Shanks was the biggest whiner for a, for a, for an emergency turd. You know why? You know why I uh, you know why I did it here. I've been doing a number of these emergency movement turds. Usually they are at ten ten tenish tenish p.m. Thursday nights and Sunday nights, two nights a week. And then I usually do Tuesday or Wednesday. I do a uh, oh, I do a uh, I do a Christian identity show. So you said you were a CI dentist. Is that true? Yeah, the Christian identity. Yeah. Okay. So what do you know about Christian identity? Well, white, not Jews, are the Hebrew. The children okay. of Israel, you know. All right. Yeah. Your children of Israel, they are not. They're imposters. Okay. So where did you where did you hear all this? From Sven Packy Shanks? Yeah, Sven Packy Shanks, Bill Fink, you know. Okay. Well Bell Fink, you, you do you know that Bell Fink is a Murderous Jersey City Jew pig who, uh, you know, as a jailer, incited a WAP to help him murder a Puerto Rican sneak thief back in 1989. And he got away with it from uh, New Jersey authorities. But the niggers and the Puerto Ricans had shifted about it. So what he did is he uh, went ahead and snitched on his... uh, you know the uh, you know the WAP here who uh, helped him uh, murder this Puerto Rican sneak thief, and the WAP got 15 years in prison because he went to trial, and old Bell Fink went ahead and snitched, and so he only got 15 years even though he was the main ringleader. You know, did you did you know that about Bell Fink? He killed some Puerto Rican. No, he murdered a Puerto Rican sneak thief. He's a he came from essentially a uh, he came from a yeshiva in uh, Jersey City. Well, he came out of, he came out of a kikis pussy. This way he did. His mother is called a Berta Lafink, and her uh, she's related to Mark Batak here. Whereas uh, Bale Fink's uh, father, Bale Fink Senior. Uh, is related to Matt Lauer. So essentially, uh, Bale Fink is essentially 100%, you know, self-loathing, nigger-nosed Jew boy. He's Jew? Yeah, he's a Jew. No way. No way. What if his name, what if his name was the long form? What if his name was William Raymond Finkelstein? Finkelstein. Yeah, well, yes. I thought it was Jewish sounding. Think. Well, what happens is that Think is a shortened form of Finkelstein, but it also has another meaning. Think, you know, people who are in prison, they know what a Think is. Do you know what a Think is? Yeah, dead Thinks don't talk. Well, Thinks. Well, dead thinks don't talk. Life thinks think. You know what I mean? So essentially, the word think uh, is is uh, German for stool pigeon. 
And that's what Bill Fink did against the WAP he convinced to help him murder a Puerto Rican sneak thief. You know what I mean? Puerto Rican what? Well, it was a Puerto Rican sneak thief. He was uh, he was in there for second degree burglary, and he was supposed to get out in a day or so. Here, he was he was on jail for for a misdemeanor. He was supposed to get out of jail, and what happens is that he wanted his medication, he wanted aspirin, he wanted a blanket, and he asked Bill Fink about. Oh, Bill Fink decided is that hey, he wanted to go ahead and kill this Puerto Rican sneak thief that was due to get out in a day or so. So he went ahead and. Uh, he went ahead and uh, stomped on this, you know, handcuffed, you know, for my guess, about five foot six Puerto Rican. Old Bell thinks about six foot three or four. He went ahead and stomped uh, and broke the sternum, cracked the sternum, which is the breastbone, uh, you know, where the ribs join at the front yeah. of this Puerto Rican sneak thief. Huh? He stomped him. He stomped him good. Well, that's what he did here. Uh, do you have any doubt that if you'd have pissed off Bill Fink, that he would have stomped you as well? Uh, he's just he's just he's just a murderer. He's just a murderous stew pig here. Well, what happens? He got away with it. He didn't go to trial. He he escaped thirty years by thinking out uh, his uh, the, you know this wop that he had convinced to commit the crime with him. So anyway, he got, you know, he had to serve 12 and a half years. And him and another Mongol named Brian Rio have taken down my web pages. And he is the, uh, he is a co-conspirator or so-called co-defendant of the current case called Rio versus Winstead right now. It's a federal case. I, I'll, I'll get the number for you if you want here. But in any case, uh, essentially, Bell Fink is essentially a Jew who, uh, Tells me Christian Dandy. Uh, so Red Packy Shanks is a Packy. Uh, I think his name is Tony Young, who pretends to be, well, he pretends to be white. So you have these characters, and they come into Christian Dandy and they play. Uh, let me see. About the only two who I would say are white are Wick the Dick Wickstrom and Mo Gullet. And they're both Zogbots. They're both agent provocateurs. Now, the rest of them, Eli James, he's a Jew with the Chicago Party Jew, brought in, injected into Chris Sandani by Dan Johns, an Ashkenazi blondin that, you know, carries the Crohn's disease gene. You know, gives it to his son, Jeremiah Johns. You know, he was injected by Wick the Dick in 1999, and then he brought in Eli James in 2003, and Eli James... Brought in Whitfield, brought in Bale Fink in December 2008. So you have all these characters who essentially are Jews. Now, do you know what a paper preterist is? A pederist? A preterist. A what? Do you know the difference between one seed line and two seed line? No. Okay. One seed line is descended directly from British Israelitism, which holds that, like I said before, Christianity is just merely the belief that Northern, Northern European, Western, and Northern Europeans are descended from the lost ten tribes 
of Israel. That includes yes. the Anglo-Saxon, Celtic, Teutonic, and Scandinavian peoples. Yeah. Okay? Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. All righty. All righty. Then you have then you have the two seed line version. It's the belief that Satan seduced Eve in the Garden of Eden and you know knocked her up and she gave birth to Cain, who was the first Jew. That's two seed line. Ah. Oh. Okay. Now Bill Fink he came in the same way with Eli James, they all claim to be two seed line. But Fink has admitted since, what, oh, January 2013, he doesn't believe in two-seed line. He believes that Satan is a, well, Satan is the Jews. He is a papist preterist. You know what a preterist is? So, like, the Jews, they're bad, you know? Well, yes, they're the spawn of Satan here. That's what that's what the dual seed line version holds. There's two there's two seed lines. A good seed line from Adam through to Seth, through to Noah, through to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Israel. There's a evil seed line of Satan through to Cain. Through to Canaan. Through to the Canaanites, through to modern Jewry, both Ashkenazi and Sephardic. All right? Yeah, but oh. what about niggers? Okay. Where are they from? Hmm? Where are niggers from? Niggers are the six-day beasts of field who don't have any souls. They were created on the sixth day. They're like wildlife, right? Well, they're called the beasts of the field. Essentially, it means they're animals. They don't have a soul. Yeah, same they don't belong in society. Same way with gooks and beaners and all the other non-white critters across the fruit and nut and zog world, okay? Yeah, that they're makes just sense. Simply, they're just simply animals here. Six day white Jews and animals. Well, yes, there's Adamic. There's, a da- there's the Adamic. There's the Adamic Israelites. There is. There is the Jews. They're the other, they're the other seed line. And then there's the animals. You know, the gooks, the niggers, the, you know, the packies like Savin Packy Shank, you know, and niggers like, you know, Andre the Nigger, what have you. I mean, they're just animals. They don't have souls. They essentially, they don't really count for anything. All right? So, yeah. In any case, I uh, think he used to go ahead and pretend that, but he's admitted he doesn't believe the two seed line message here. He believes whatever the hell he believes here. And him and Eli James, are what you call papist preterists. Now, I've asked you well, what's a preterist. You don't know, obviously, do you? No. Should I tell you what a preterist is? A, a pederast. Not a pederast, although uh, I'm quite sure uh, Bell Fink and Eliar is one of them, too. Uh, <laughs> a preterist. P-R-E-T-E-R-I-S-T. No, no, what's that? Okay. Have you heard of the Roman Catholic Church? Yep. Okay. Well, guess what? Right around 1517, Martin Luther nailed his uh, 95 theses about sales of indulgence and all this other good. 
Catholic happy horseshit. Now, the Roman Catholic Church was founded by a Del Cotasibili priest named Simon Magus. And Singh didn't know who Simon Magus was, even though he claimed that he translated his New Testament translation. He didn't. It was given to him by some other Jews. So like Andre the Nigger, most of his articles aren't written by Andre the Nigger, they're written by Jews. Any case, right around the time of the prayer, you know, you know, hundred years after the uh, you know, the start of the Reformation, there was something called the Counter Reformation. These Jews got into the Roman Catholic Church, got past the Inquisition, you know, in fourteen ninety two. Columbus not only sailed the ocean blue, but in March of that year, for King Ferdinand and Queen Isabella of the combined, you know, of the combined Visigothic kingdoms in Spain, of Aragon and Castile, they drove out the last of the Moors, and yeah. then, then they then they had a ruling telling the Jews that they had to either convert. Or they had to leave Spain. These were Sephardic Jews, sort of like you know Eli James's family. Moranos. Moranos. That was a term for swine. Well, guess what? They had to weed them out. Some of them still got past there, and they became the quote Jesuits, or as I prefer to call it, Jesuits. The Jesuits came up because they were trying to get the productive Israelite Northern Europeans back into the fold so they would give Peter Pence and also boy Peter Speeder to these Roman Catholic Belcopacibili pervert, you know, priests here. So they came up with what was called preterism. They said is that guess what? The Roman Catholic Church put Satan into the pit for a thousand years, around five hundred, five hundred AD, and he got you know, after a thousand years, he got turned loose. He whispered into Martin Luther's ear, and therefore, you know, these Lutherans are devil possessed. They are spoken to by the devil. He's gotten loose here, and that was the origin of preterism. It's a belief that you know, Bible prophecy has already been fulfilled, and certainly about the millennium. Think is not a think is not a pre-millennialist like Bertrand Compare, like Wesley Swift, like Gerald L. K. Smith. He is a he is a papist preterist, as is Eli James, and he has since then become a no devil papist preterist. He says that there is no actual devil. Essentially, the devil is the Jews. The Jews are a mob here who somehow spawn themselves upon Eve. So therefore, he is a papist preterist, no devil, Jew boy. And that is what he preaches, and he claims to be Christian. Identity. And you have a packy named Savin Longshanks, you know, who pretends to believe that shit. You used to have a nigger lip mongrel from uh, the Mamser from Mentor, Brian Real, who's still around. And essentially, you have a bunch of mongrels listening to Bale Fink. It was the Savin Packy Shanks. This is not, you know, this is not real. This is not anything that is really, you know, Christian identity. I call it CI dentistry. Essentially, you're telling me is that you have heard a little bit of CI dentistry from Rabbi Bill Fink, which is, well, standard for Andre the Nigger. They, they, they go ahead and promote Bill Fink pretty heavily over on Andre the Nigger's website. Now, now, 
the answer is that what does someone like me, who's a genuine article, what do I do about bail fake? And what do I do about Andre the Nigger? And what do I do about Ben Pesky Shakes? And the answer is, I don't really do anything other than tell the truth about them. Okay? Yeah. All right. They're not. Uh-huh. They're not. They're not for real. You know, have have I explained have I explained to you, you know, about Dale Fink and Savannah Packy Shakes and what their so called CI dentistry is about? Yeah, basically, but like how do you know Andre's a nigger? No, look at him. He looks more like a group to me. No, I mean maybe part group, I don't know. I mean shit, I, I don't really <sighs> Do you, you know, let me ask a question here. You know, let's say, let's say you're the owner of, say, Secretariat here. Do you pay close attention to Secretariat's pedigree? To what? There's a famous horse here, Secretariat. He won the Triple Crown about 40 years ago. Yeah, I don't like horses. Okay, well, I, you know, you know, I, you know, I, I don't hate horses. I'm not really over fond of them, even though I, I had a pony here. Uh, he was descended from Tony the Pony, now, Tony the Silver Pony, and some and some uh, some of my grandfather Martin's uh, bucking horses. He used to raise uh, as a sideline. He used to raise uh, bucking horses for uh, the rodeos. You know what a rodeo is, don't you? Yeah, we got them out here in Utah. No, yeah, we got them all over, past from South Dakota, North Dakota, and Casey Tibbs, he came from Stanley County here. And uh, my grandfather furnished the bucking stock for Casey Tibbs' two horses called Born to Buck. I remember going to a rodeo at Fort Pier, and uh, one of my grandfather Martin's uh, horses uh, killed a cowboy at that rodeo. So, uh, in any case... uh, you know, uh, you know, my grandfather Mark would take the native Mustangs here, and then he would breed a little bit of frog percheron plow horse in them, make them real big, and they were they were big, they were big wild horses here. Okay, so and what happens is that my grandfather Martin, why he wanted his grandkids to have some little ponies to ride, so he got some Shetland pony, and they went ahead and mounted one of his bucking horses. Or maybe one of his bucky horses mounted a Shetland pony or two. So we had some Shetland pony mixes here. Now, neither one of those two, you know, you know, horses from Tony the Pony was ever going to win the Kentucky Derby, much less the, you know, the you know the uh, Triple Crown. Do you think my grandfather Martin paid close attention to the breeding stock? Uh, he is essentially Mongol horses. The answer is no. But if you have a horse like Secretariat, who one sport of his semen is worth 200000 you know where Secretariat's father comes from. You know who, at $200,000 a squirt, you know what particular mare that squirt's going into here. You have bloodlines. You know what I mean? Now, for so be it Tony the Pony or Andre the Nigger or Sven Packy Shanks or, you know, Brian Rio or anybody like that here, you know, these Mongols, nobody really knows or really much cares uh, 
about, you know, about, well, essentially dog sports. You know what I mean? Now, they'll think he cares about his particular sports, but he's trying to hide it here. He's trying to hide his mother is related to Mark Patak, and his father's related to Mark Lauer, and he's 100% Jew boy. He's trying to hide. He's trying to hide his genealogy. Okay? Yeah. But, you know, you have, you have Mongols like Andre the Nigger or whatever, and he might be part Jew, but, you know, I, I call him Andre the Nigger because he looks like a nigger. Okay? Yeah, that's funny. You know, it's a funny name for him. No, I mean, way back in the seventies, you know, I used to look at wrestling when you know back when it wasn't black and white, or maybe it wasn't black and white. Maybe it was a color, but all we had was a black and white TV. So even if it wasn't color, uh, it looked black and white to us here. We had Admiral. You know what I mean? I forget who the hell made that here, but uh, we had a black and white TV that we had for about a dozen years here. You know, that was back when TVs were expensive. And uh, especially color TVs was more expensive than we had. All we cared for was a black and white TV. So, uh, you know, in fact, my grandfather had a, uh, had a Phil Cole, which was made in 1958 here. I mean, that was an antique and still ran here. You know, they, they took a good deal more time and trouble back with some old tube sets here. But in any case, uh, all we had was one channel, you know, CBS, you know, KPLO from Alliance, South Dakota, which was just simply a transmitting station uh, from Sioux Falls. But in any case, uh, oh, what the hell is that? Back then, you had this big old seven-foot-two frog, Neanderthal-looking character who weighed 400 pounds. He was seven foot two, two. He looked like a caveman. He was a French ancestor, so they called him Andre, Andre the, Giant. the Giant. Andre the Giant. Well, when old when old uh, Andrew was first coming in, he called himself Andre. Now he called himself Andre Angley. So I said, No, no, no. He's Andre the Nigger Angley. And essentially, that name stuck ever since. What do you got to say to that? Yeah, I like that name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, in any case, uh, you know, uh, you know, Tony Young. You know, he's a he's a British packy. He became Savannah Longshanks. You knew damn well that was a made up name. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, you know who the original Longshanks was, don't you? Yeah, Edward the First of England. Edward the First. He was called that because I believe he was about six foot two, which was a giant in them days. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, because people yeah. were short. Because people were a lot shorter. They're usually six, eight inches shorter than uh, you know, than Edward the First. He was called Longshanks because he had long legs and he was he was quite a bit taller. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, he towered at least six, eight inches over his, most of his men. Okay? Yeah. So, any case here, so I, I give him the name Andre the Nigger, and essentially it's stuck here. I've given out a lot. I've gone ahead and given out a lot of derogatory names over the years here. You know what I mean? You know, I call David Duke, I call him the duck. Sometimes I call him the duck of death. Of course, that is from uh, that Unforgiven. You know what I mean? You know, God, and I, you know, I call Don Black, I call him Milton Monster, although 
you know, uh, Alex uh, Linder, I call him, you know, I mean, uh, the poor little Jew boy, he is curled, he is Jew ass gave. Uh, and I've met, you know, I've met uh, Alex Linder, and uh, <laughs> he's, he's looking more and more like a sick Jew. I have met Trader Glenn Miller. He ran out of my office in late in late July 2000 while I was running for United States Senate as a Reform Party candidate. And sometime after Pat Buchanan denounced me for racism, I met Pat Buchanan. You know, I met his running primate, Ebola Gage, or Zola Foster here. She tried to enter my hotel room, you know, because she was a stupid little negress here. But, you know, she's a nice person compared to old Pat. So you have all these characters, and they're frauds. And the purpose of the movement, Turd, is to talk about the frauds in the movement. And I have done quite a few shows because for the last, what, three weeks? First week for jury duty, second week for Trader Glenn Miller, and he got found guilty. And then ending Friday, ending, let me see, not Friday, but uh, when was it? Uh, last Friday, essentially got the death penalty. Or no, it was Monday. Monday he got the death penalty. So you've had for you've had for the past eighteen months, uh, Trader Glenn Miller pretending that he is a quote white supremacist who hates Jews and uh that he gunned down tried to gun down Jews but couldn't find any and I'm saying this is Oswald's flag operation here. Yeah, for sure. And as a result, as a result I have been banned again on sperm fart. And what, the other day, old uh, Billy Roper, I'm calling him Silly Roper now, went ahead and took the side of this whore named April Gady over me. Because she whined like a pussy about this video I did, about how she was just simply a lying whore who went ahead and betrayed Edgar Steele. So... Uh, folks, I've you know I've known, I've known, or known of, quite a few people in the bowel movement, and uh, heck, uh, you know, I think you were you were at old Uncle Tom Zog Pig's uh, Bowie show tonight, weren't you? Yeah, I was on there a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Well, Uncle Tom was not going to let me speak here. He had. I had gotten in. I'd gotten in from the O show. No, and I had done a few other things here. And then old Tattered Flag, he's, you know, he alerts me on Skype that old Bitch Boobros is chimping out. And I go ahead and look. You have Bitch Boobros. You have Uncle Tom's Zog Pig. You have another Tard, and you have uh, Wolfowitz Wailing Wallstein. And I think I don't think Wolfowitz Wailing Wallstein is a Jew. I think he's just simply a Zogbot tard who uh, essentially have gotten into the movement. But pretty well, I found out that Bitch Bubros was a 65-year-old red digger who uh, who went to Alaska. And I asked Uncle Tom Zogpig, uh, you know, salmon or timber? And old Uncle Tom Zogpig said salmon here. So essentially, bitch, Boobros, he's an, you know, he's a, he's an engine. You know, that's that's what he is here, because there's nobody who's 65 years old who gets a job working in a salmon 
cannery or a timber camp every year in Alaska. You have to be an Indian to have that job. You get tribal benefits, and one way you pay for it is to work at the salmon, you know, at the salmon cannery or or the timber camp. You know what I mean? The Indians yeah. got you know, got to stay, you know, you don't go ahead unless you're an Indian. Essentially, old bitch Bubros is he's a red nigger. He's not an Aryan. He doesn't want to give his real name because he ain't white. If he got his real name, people would go ahead and look. He'd be revealed to be white. And here's, you know, and here's Uncle Tom's dog pig. Essentially, tattered flag got him to admit that he was a pig. Now he says he's a nuthouse pig. No, a pig's a pig. Here you are, running around with uh, old Wolfwood's Wailing Wolf scene who showed up about a year or two ago, a couple of years ago. And Carolyn Yeager. Carolyn Yeager faked him out. So you go ahead and you look at these people, and they're not what they claim to be. But yet they claim to be one of us. Yeah, if, you're not, if you're not what you claim to be, but yet you claim to be one of us, why the hell should I believe that shit? Yeah. Okay. Well, no, old, old uh, Uncle Tom's odd pig Bowie is the smartest one a lot. That's that's a pathetic thing. You know, he's the smartest one a lot. Now, Wolfwood's wearing Wallstein. Uh, he's pretending he knows something. He know he pretends he knows Tom Metzger, and maybe he does here. I haven't heard too much from Tom Metzger. He shows up, and I believe he's the Southern Poverty Law Center uh, takeover from Metzger's little. Uh, lone wolf operation. I have a question. If you're running really lone wolves, uh, but you want to go ahead and get some money, so you tell these lone wolves, don't tell the government who you are, but tell me when you send me $5 a month so that I will be able to put your name on a subscription list. (laughs) And essentially... What happens, you'll be a lone wolf, but not with me here because, you know, I just can't go ahead and give up, you know, give up my white Aryan resistance here to everybody. I can't just go ahead and just let anybody just anybody just download it. Why, hey, uh, I need to have $5 a month from you, and, you know, I want you to, you know, listen to me about being a lone wolf, but I want you to go ahead and give me your name so I'll know that it's you so you'll have a subscription to my talking about lone wolves. Okay. Do uh, you, you see how that works here, right? Yeah, it's like data collection. Well, taking up a collection here, but essentially, you know, the rumor is, and the Harold Covington made, is that, hey, you know, Morris Dees and Southern Pine Law Center got a $2 million judgment against Metzger, then Metzger needed the money. So what he does is that, hey, he gets to collect the money, or at least half the money, and he collects half the money, but he has to give the, your name up if you give him money to Morris Dees and the Southern Poverty Law Center. You know what I mean? Yeah. And is he telling people that? No, he's denying it. Okay, well, fine. Believe what you want. But I don't see how any, quote, real lone wolf would... Well, I got to listen to Tom Mesker talk about lone wolves. So I'm going to go ahead and give him my name so that only Tom Metzger knows I'm a lone wolf. (laughs) 
So I guess Morris Dees, if I commit an act of domestic terrorism, Morris Dees can go ahead and give it to your sorry, Tom Epps can give it to Morris Dees here and he won't be sued again here. I mean, you know, how stupid is that here? If you're really gonna be a lone wolf, do you really need to go ahead and give your name just to listen to stupid shit about being a lone wolf? Yeah, that's stupid. Well, very stupid. But then again, I guess there's some people who do it. I mean, if people just laughed at Metzger here, not giving me things, says, hey, I really am a lone wolf. So you don't get to know who I am either. <laughs> How much money would Tom Metzger be making? Yeah, well, my name's Tom, too. That's weird, man. Yeah, well, it ain't weird. It's fucking stupid here. I mean... <laughs> Why do you need to listen to lone wolf shit if you actually are a lone wolf? But you can't be a lone wolf undetectable if you go ahead and give your if you go ahead and give your name out to anybody, right? Is true the lone wolf need to be listening to stupid shit about being a lone wolf, much less sending in his name and his money and five dollars a month? What? I mean, I mean, I mean, you, you go ahead, you look at how this bowel movement is financed here. It's called Hal Turner Financing. Have you ever heard of a character named Hal Turner? Who? Hal Turner. Uh, I don't think so. No, okay. Hal Turner, Hal Turner had a number of radio shows. And one day he went to the FBI and says, hey, give me some money and support my radio show, and I will tell you the names of the worst of the idiots who are calling me talking about bombing places. You know what I mean? And the FBI says, fine, Hal, we'll give you $100,000 a year salary so you don't have to work. You know what I mean? You know, New Jer- Bergen, you know, you know, you know, North Bergen, New Jersey, you know, is some of us, you know, all of New Jersey is the best place to live, but it will enable you to live in a middle-class lifestyle. And for every for every tar that you send our way and we convict, you get $10,000 a head. Plus you get whatever else left here. Plus you get whatever the tar sends you. You know, you're going to go ahead and beg for money saying, well, we need somebody to support the Alternative Network. So send us money. That's the same thing that Don Black does. That's the same thing that Alex Linder does. It's called Hal Turner financing. You know, Don Black and the Duck, they practice it here. They practice it before Hal Turner came along. Now, William Pierce, he didn't need to practice it because he had $400,000 of order money. You know, the order had knocked off an armored car for over $3 million, and they gave $400,000 of it to William Pierce, and they gave a quarter million to Trader Glenn Miller. So essentially, they don't have to make so much money, although Pierce never minded begging. And uh, Trader Glenn Miller, he liked begging too, but uh, essentially, it's all financed in advance here, but it's So that's what our movement is about here. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's so sad. We got, we got truth on our side, you know? But like, it's so fucked well, up. okay. All right. Well, let me ask you a question here. Which question? 
Da, he hung up. Look at me, I'm a full JD, horny as a skank can be. I'll gobble your cock if you're nary and what? Shut up, I'm a full JD. Something, hey, I'm Wiggerswill. Beat my hopes like my photo bill. Slap all them skanks, don't expect me no thanks. Long I do get my fill. I don't wait, no prayer, no deal out to the chair. I get pulled from one blue job. You get your member paws on my silky drawers. You can't pull that crap with a net. As for you, Al Covington, I know what you don't want done. Don't want pussy crust. I'm no object of lust. I'm just for a bogey. Cozy, cozy, lets me be. Just keep that phone tank far from me. See, I cool now. I'm starting to drool. Can't forget, I'm April JD. Are you making fun of me, Bob Some people are so fucking touchy. Okay, I'm back here. Oh, April, April Gady didn't like that song, and she sure as hell did not like the video. And neither did old Billy Roper here. Morty is of the <laughs> Well, I mean, she, she used to be cute here, but she always was a whore. And let me see here. Uh, are you on a? Are you on a? Well, are you on a smartphone? Or are you on Skype? Or are you on a beater phone? Or what? What I'm are you speaking over? The smartphone. Uh, a what? Smartphone. Okay, uh, on Skype, right? No, it's a smartphone, my cell phone. Oh, okay. So is it a is it a smartphone, or is it a dumb flip phone like I got? It's HTC. It's what? HTC. It's very good. Okay, so it's a... Is it one of these more advanced phones? I, I'm just using a flip phone. Yeah, it's a good smartphone. Okay, well, I'm using a dumb phone. 
I'm using one of them $14.95 Samsung phones. You know what I mean? Yeah, so you can throw it away after. Well, I don't bother throwing it away here. I mean, shoot. Uh, of course, dog is listening to me. But on the other hand, why, hey, I'm not going to throw away my beaner phone, but it only works for about an hour and a half here. I was halfway thinking of getting on Scott, and I said, oh, what the fuck here. Now, this show is really only supposed to be about an hour or so in length here, but whenever I got a live guest or a card on, I go ahead and talk until the card gets tired. You know what I mean? And then, you know, heck, I mean, you know, I've been doing this show for five and a half years. You know that? Wow, that's a long time. Oh, yes. About really, uh, suppose this episode number 294.7 of about 700 or so. Uh, I have been kicked off the talk shoe. but ah, heck, it don't matter. I I I always always try. You know, sometimes I re-engineer the shows. I haven't lately here, but uh, you have you have new tards in here, and I was, uh, you know, I did a special show. Well, I did a show yesterday, Thursdays. You know, Thursdays and Sundays are the uh, are the uh, two times a week, and most of the time. You know, the bowel movement, you know, has a whole bunch of shit storms coming in. Then it gets very, very, very exciting. Like, let me see, 2013, that was the year of Craig Cobb, or as I call him, Corn Cobb. By the way, I met Corn Cobb uh, as well up to Topeka. And then 2014, Trader Glenn Miller guns down, what, three Mongols, you know, in the, in the old Kike, you know, old Kike's home parking lot. And then what? You had the trial of Trader Glenn Miller. He got found guilty. And so I was thinking, is that hey, <laughs> most of the old resistance is gone, except for Hale Covington and David Duck and Don Black, I guess here you would say. You know, uh, the old resistance is. Well, pre nineteen eighty seven, pre nineteen eighty eight, uh, pre. Uh, you know, there was about a five-year period until Waco occurred. You know, I came in after Waco, you know, and I came up through the militia, you know, through the militia here. So uh, let's see. I can walk, talk to you here. Uh, guess 14, uh, you know, you might, you might be sharing a, you might be sharing a, a caller abortion with Marty Chomo here. Uh, he has gotten a lot away here more than he should, but, you know, what the hell? This is a special show, you know, a special show for special education here. So I'm I'm sort of thinking that just to have back here. Uh, let's see here. Well, key dog, you know, I, I'm just really talking far more than he is here. Uh, do you want to talk about yourself? My show? No, you don't have a show. You're just calling in. No, I've got a show called... The Dick Pick Hour. Really? Okay. Yeah. Is it on talks to? Yeah. Okay. What number is it? Oh, the number of the show. Uh, yeah. It's one three nine one seven two. 
139172. Okay, now let me go ahead and write this down. 139 172. And what's it called? It's Key Dog's A Key Dog eighty eight stick pick hour. <laughs> so how many shells do you have under your belt, Key Dog? Uh that's the only one. Oh, okay. I got three shows so far. Episodes. Huh? Three episodes. Okay, so what do you talk about, T-Dog? Uh, we talk about, you know, cool stuff, man. Huh? Cool stuff. Like about... Cool like, stuff? Math, math well, let's life. see. If you're, giving up, if you're giving up math and you're giving up nigger weed... Uh, what do you have left here? You know, do you, do you have it? You know, do you get any pussy? No. No. So no mouth, no weed, no pussy. So what the fuck? You know, what the fuck do you have cool to talk about though? Then. Well, I usually talk about you know like the shit I take. You know. Pretty much it. So, uh, what? Excuse me. Talk about what? You know, dick pics and shit pics and like jizz pics. You know. Oh, shooting pigs. No shit pics. Shit pigs. Pics. Pics. Okay. Speak clearly. Shooting pigs. What? No, shit, shit pig. Shit pigs? Yeah. Okay, I'm sort of... It's yeah. a pretty bad thing. It's pretty bad. Huh? Okay. It's a bad thing. <laughs> they, say, they say three shows, but no recordings here. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't bother recording. It's so bad. Okay, well... I had a bunch of recordings in Brian Rio, Nigger Lips, and Dale Fink went ahead and uh, shut down two of my talk shoe shows. And I was hiding out from Brian Rio for about six months. And then I got back on a free speech hoster and uh, Brian Rio and Brian Rio was suing me. And now I countersued him and Dale Fink and Eli James. And, uh, you know, them tards here. So, yeah, there's a, you know, you go ahead and look. There's quite a few shows here. It says, what, 515 or so? But then you got to realize that there's, oh, about another 100-some shows which were on the other talk show channels. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I'd say I have over 600, but not quite 700 shows done. Quite like, a lot, right? Which are huh? the best shows? Get the best Say of what? the best of list or something? Oh there there are there are some there are some uh there are some famous shows here, like the time I called Jim Royd Rage Retard Giles on the third of July two thousand ten and got him to chimp out about how he really hated Edgar Steele. There are people who, you know, <laughs> there are people who know that. About the time Brian Real called in, 
then had the show taken down, but Nimbus we've seen it here. And, uh, you know, there's a number, you know, the one where Eli James called in on Halloween in 2010, uh, you know, because I'd found out Brian Reel's real name, a sword brother, was actually Brian Reel, a.k.a. Sword Mamser, a.k.a. Old Niggerlitz, Mamser's mentor. Uh, let me see. There was this, uh, there was this, uh, January 7th show or January 5th show, 2014, where John Britton's homosexual Cherokee son calls in, you know, and tells all about daddy. <laughs> so, yeah, there's, there's some, there are some, uh, there are some there are some definitely Jewish Springer moments here over the past five years. You know what I mean? Yeah. So okay here. Anyway, they're claiming that you're that you're a Mongol of some sort or another here. So what are you, what are you doing here? You're you're with Andre. You you go on Andre the Nigger's uh, show here and I don't think there's any mention about me made by Andre the Nigger. No, is there? You don't ever talk about you. Oh, I, I'm sure he doesn't here. I mean, how's he going to go ahead and talk about that? The old Martin Mad Dog here uh, just talks about me being a nigger. I'm not a nigger. I'm not a nigger. I'm not a nigger. Well, everybody <laughs> thinks he's a nigger, but huh? That's funny. Well, why would he talk about me? I call him a nigger. You know what I mean? Yeah. Why we talk about me? I don't post on to the Daily Spermer. I don't troll the Daily Spermer. I actually do look, uh, and I have looked recently on the Daily Spermer, but they all know about me. I got banned because I was listed uh, for about the umpteenth time over on Sperm Park. Uh, everybody knows about me, you know, in the movement. You know, most of them don't like me because I have nothing good to say about them. Okay. Yeah. So why would they talk? Why would they talk about someone who has nothing good to say about them? You know, the ter- you know, the term the movement turd comes from the fact that I refer to our movement as a bowel movement. You do know what a bowel movement produces, don't you? Yeah, the bowel movement. It produces a turd. That's yeah. what you know. That and that's what I talk about. Two nights a week. Now, there's sometimes when things are not very, there's nothing much going on in the bowel movements. Why they're just, you know, they're just, you know, licking each other's nuts here and, you know, collecting zog bucks from zog, and they're not really doing anything other than the, you know, the same old in and out, in and out. You know, they're not doing something. But sometimes when, like, well, corn cob is, corn cob is having his 15 minutes of fame or when, uh, or when, uh, let me see, Trader Glenn Miller guns down three Mongols in the old Kike's home parking lot. Well, there's a lot of interesting shit going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. So then you have, like, during Trader Glenn Miller, why you have some interesting shit. And let's see, yesterday was 9-11. And old Uncle Tom Zog Pig wouldn't let me speak, so you know, fuck him. I'll have a special turd, and I won't really talk about Uncle Tom Zog Pig, you know. But you know, you go ahead and you find out shit here. You make accusations, and then they they go ahead and tell you that the accusation isn't totally correct. Why 
you know, you know, he's only partially a mongrel or whatever like that here. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you find out stuff, okay? Save. <laughs> so they're saying you're a Mexican here. So no, they're having fun. Hmm? No, I, I'm not Mexican. Okay. Well, let's see. Uh, they want me to ban Guest 14 and Marty Chomo. Uh, so, so, so you, you have a show. Why did you decide to do a show if you're not going to record any shows? Uh, Vizor told me to do it. Who? Vizor. Vizor? Yeah. You mean Visser? Yeah, he told me to do it. Are you in contact with you in contact with the old pisser possum? Yeah, he comes to the Daily Stormer chat room. Oh, the pisser possum does? Yeah. You wanna know about you wanna know about you wanna know about the pisser possum. He showed up in late two thousand four, early two thousand five after Butler died. And he's essentially he's a, his daddy is a Sephardic Jew named Visser, Pieter Visser. His mama is the mama's called Leanna Visser. You know, they've both been married before, and Leanna, you know, Visser, Visser's mother, is, you know, gets tribal benefits from the Cherokees here. And essentially, uh, Jeremy Visser's only full-blooded brother, is a American beaner looking character named Sean Aaron Visser. He's married he's married to a, a darker Puerto Rican and they have a Puerto they have a they have a beaner looking daughter called what the hell is her name here? Starts with S here. And then they have a you know have, you know you know Jeremy Visser's brother, Sean Aaron, got a uh, got a uh, you know, niggers. You know, got a nigger stepdaughter here. We call herself Jasmine Jacko, and that ain't her real name. But I don't really care. I mean, essentially, uh, his brother called me and said, see, "Well, his brother called me and admitted that you know, see, what happens is that old Visser's married to a uh, you know to a high yellow uh, hybrid negress called Bridget." And I'm not quite sure what her last name is, so I'm not going to use it. But Bridget is the youngest of four daughters of a uh, Roman Catholic hybrid nigger family. And mommy, you know, mommy, uh, mo- the mother of Bridget Digit, uh, you know, Bridget Digit's favorite daughter, and she doesn't like the fact that her daughter was married to a uh, red nigger, red nigger, part Jew uh, criminal. You know, last time this you know job was in the you know it was, was in the Caterpillar plant in Cummings, Georgia, and they went ahead and closed down the uh, you know the uh, oh the uh, factory here because California emission standards. So anyway, he uh, you know he was uh, you know he was telling me that he uh, worked once a week at his mother's house here, and his mother has adopted uh, you know adopted a number of critters here. You know, one of them's called what the hell is Olga Visser here? She's uh, actually a white Ukrainian or something like that here who who married a faggot here. But one of Bridget, you know, one of Visser's half brothers is a faggot too. But anyway, uh, 
you know, either mommy or daddy or both of them, you know, married before here. But anyway, Visser, uh, you know, Visser is a white. Now, Bridget the Idiot ran off in February 2009, and nobody would lend him money except for this character who's, what, 3% Indian named, um, you know, what the hell's name? Brother Gary from San Diego or something like that. He he loaned Visser money and bought him a plane ticket so he could go ahead and get Bridget the Idiot. And then back then she had four little pisser possums, four little kids. Well, like, in April 2005 here, old Bridget Digit, she went she went home. She went home to mom, mommy here, and old Visser went ahead and chased after her. And essentially, Bridget Digit and mommy, you know, mother-in-law, professed stalking charges. So Visser ran back to uh, ma- his mommy. Oleana, you know, uh, in uh, oh, in uh, southeast of uh, Atlanta, and Mister spent three weeks in jail, and so then he got out the ninth September ninth, and then around ten thirty my time on September tenth, he took down his Facebook page, he took down his forum, he took down, you know, he took down about everything here. And then over on Stumbleland, he got he called himself uh, he called himself uh, what the hell he called he called him Cher- he called himself Cherokee Visser, redder than Adam, redder the red mud here. Essentially, uh, one time he got drunk and he he uh, he trolled uh, Logan Hunter's show, said I'm 25 percent Cherokee, lol, what of it? And essentially, he's he's a red nigger mongrel, is what Visser is. And uh, you know you got to wonder what old uh, what Wick the Dick and the Pisser Possum have to do with each other, but it doesn't really matter here. You know, occasionally see him go after the mouth. You used to have old gender bender, uh, aka Robert Hancock of Melbourne, Australia. He used to they used to be thick as thieves here, but then uh, Obi Obi went ahead and got down on Brother Gary, who was the only one that said this or money and. You know, that's what you don't do. You don't stand between a pisser possum or Don Black or the duck and their money. You stand between them and their money, you're going to get fucking trampled. You're going to get fucking trampled. So old, old Bajendra got kicked out here. So, uh, you know, pretty well, Visser, Visser he's a uh, he's a sephardic Melungeon. Now, you know, he's lucky here because some Melungeons, like Dan Johns, are Ashkenazi Melungeons, and they have Crohn's disease, you know, also known as Q-Athgate. But this, I believe, is a Sephardic Melungeon. Anyway, he, uh, he had to lay low. He had to lay low until he went to court on December 2nd of 2010. And then he got on Eli James, and he blamed me. For the FBI asking me about you know bombing things, so I said, look, you know, look, Pistol Possum, don't run around pretending to be Unabomber and run around in a hoodie, and then people won't think that you're the Unabomber. Or in your case, I call them the Junabomber because Visser, you know, Visser has always been known as a meth head. He's been known as a meth head, and he's been known as a smoker of nigger weed. And uh, he used to have some 2008 videos, but they showed that you know. You know, they showed the effect of when he was smoking meth. So he went ahead and took them all down. <laughs> I still, I took a video, I took a YouTube video of him when he was, you know, when he was smoking meth back in 2008 here. You know, and then he took that, huh? That's funny shit. 
Well, not, yeah, but, you know, what, what's funny shit is true here. So, well, hell, you said you were smoking, man. I mean, hell, are you, you know, I mean, have you been smoking meth and smoking weed with this, sir? Nah, man. I don't even okay. think it's a puppet. It's just a sock puppet. Okay. Oh, you're a sock puppet or this is a sock puppet? The sock puppet is the one I'm talking to. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, okay. Visser's, well, you have Visser's sock, you have Visser's sock puppet here. He's not really Visser's sock puppet. He's a Nimbus or troll. Yeah, he's funny troll. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a troll here. Uh, you know, Andre, Andre the nigger may claim he has a great troll army. Uh, it's, it's a takeoff from the great heathen army of, what, 800-something or so? When they nearly conquered uh, uh, all of Britain, they had something called uh, they had the sons of Lothar, you know, Lothar Rock, you know, uh, Ragnar Shaggy Pants, here's what they call themselves here, you know, Ragnar Lothbrook or something like that. And you see, you see a composite of him on Vikings on the Hitler Channel. It was so often here. But in any case, uh, you. Uh, you know, they had a great heathen army, so here is Andre the Nigger pretending to be a Scandinavian. So he has a great troll army. And he's trolling all the he's trolling he's trolling the conservatives here. You know, and that's why I'm a here. But uh the original troll army was the Nimbuster Tards and the Four Chatters. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh you know, I mean now some of the some of the Nimbusters here, they may be part uh, they may be part of Andre the Nigger's great troll army here. You know what I mean? But on the other hand, you can't trust a Nimbus retard here. Like, for example, here, uh, every so often I think I'm going to go ahead and do a, you know, a Nimbus retard sock possum abortion here. And Marty Chomo has been, he's been, he's been begging to be aborted for the past two hours here. But, Somehow I just don't I just don't get around to doing a Nimbus retard abortion here on him. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, Why didn't someone talk about it? Well, what happens is the guest number fourteen is being a bigger tard. Uh he's being a bigger tard than Marty Chomo. Uh okay, guest number fourteen. Uh I'm gonna go ahead and tonight you're going to get the first Nimbus retard abortion. Okay? You know, it's time to go ahead and do this here. <laughs> yes, Mr. Sock Possum Socks like talking to each other here. Um, what happens is that, you know, what, what's funny is that, let me see, yes, 14, 22, 4, and 8, and Marty Chomo, they may be the same fucking Nimbus retard troll. Yeah, I you think so. That? I have to. I mean, you know, I mean, these characters, I uh, mean, you know, I mean, they're just, they're just saying, please, Pope Marty, please, Pope Marty, could you please go ahead and end my suffering here? Just end my suffering. You know, go ahead and abort me now. Abort me now. You know what I mean? Abort yeah. me now. <laughs> abort me now. So anyway, uh, okay, guess 14 here. Guess 14. It's time for... It's time for you to be aborted here. Do you have any? Do you have any last words here? Do 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 do
death march of something or another here. You know, I, I knew it was, no! Yeah, get back at the death there. Well, guess what? Your next money chomo here, you want to go ahead and be encouraging guest 14 to be unaborted as long as possible because guess what, Marty Chomo? You're next here. You know what I mean? No! Well, I'll say 10. Yeah, you, you, your bullshit can be, remain here if you just go ahead and log off, guess 14. You know, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 3, 2. You'll have much. You don't have much. You don't have much time here. I love you. Oh, good lord, good lord. Can you imagine if you're about to go ahead and abort a nimbuster card? And he goes ahead and says, "I love you." I want him from press here. And he puts up there. Can you go ahead, really? Can you really go ahead? And can you go ahead? Unless you're totally fucking cold-hearted, can you go ahead and give an abortion to a nimbuster card like that here? And the answer is. Sure as fuck can. <laughs> oh, 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 shit. No, no, no. Not that. Sorry. Yes, number 23. All right. Well, you know, you, you, you gave Yes 14 a few more seconds of life. All right. Bye-bye, Yes 14. <laughs> Dang, Morgan. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and have, have a little bit of remorse for that sock puppet, for that sock puppet abortion here. Okay. Let's see. No! <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, man. He was he was such a he was such an amusing shithead. You know what I mean? You know he 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 almost he almost melted my cold, you know, Swedish heart. He really, actually Swedish heart. He really almost melted. He almost melted my cold Swedish heart here. But he's alive, sort of here. But he's been sort of aborted. But unlike unlike. You know, unlike that here, he could be unaborted. You know, unlike unlike the shit that happens here in these zoo abortion mills, he you know he's not really altogether dead yet here. You know, uh, you know maybe you know maybe I only sectioned up a little toe here. But now it's time for you know now it's time for you know Marty Chomo here, Marty Chomo. Uh, <laughs> it is about time for Marty Chomo here. Right here, we're going to have two abortions in one night here. All right? <laughs> you know, two dead mustard tart abortions in one night here. Uh, Marty Chomo, uh, do you have any of that? Oh, no, no, no. Got to give full ceremony. Do, do. Oh, hell, he aborted himself. Well, good. You know, and so did, so did guest number 14 here. Good Lord, what do you do? What do you do? Pull, pull the plug here. Pull the plug. <laughs> shut down the talk. You pull, huh? You shut down all uh, the talk. Yeah, see, you know, poor little critter, poor little critter of more than self here. You know what I mean? <laughs> he got pulled. Yes, yes. Now he might come back as guest number twenty-four here. Uh, Guest number 24, are you Marty Chomo or are you guest 14? <laughs> oh, both? <laughs> I was just kidding. 
Well, how do you know you're a new critter unless you're just you – know, how do you know a damn thing unless you're just 14 or Marty Chomo? Yeah, I smell – I smell a nimble C-5-4 card. I smell me a fucking nimbus retard. Okay? Oh. <laughs> you fuck that boy. <laughs> Yes, fourteen. Okay, I knew that here. You know? <laughs> See, he came back here. That that is that is that is a better lease on life. That's a better lease on life here than most. You know, than most little swimming. You know, nigglets and meanerlets and you know wiggerlets here who get aborted by their stupid mothers here. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, <laughs> it's just 14. Yes, it is. Oh, really? <laughs> Good Lord here. I mean, you shoot here. You know, you know I mean, he's, you know, guest number 14. Up, up, up. Your time is up. See, see he, had, he, he had to undergo a, he had to undergo a, he had done to go on abortion, poor little critter here. He logged off, but that was enough here. In case, <laughs> guest number 24, formerly 14, he's sort of like my little black poopy dog. He will run out. He will run out. He's a little door dasher. He will not get in the car. He will not come when called. You know, until he is done doing his shit. And then the little bastard will roll over on his belly. He'll roll over on his back, showing his belly here and begging me to forgive him. And he's pissed me off here. He's he's made me chase he's he's chased me in the Buick, you know, around the block five times here. Kept me up for an hour and a half worried he's gonna run out to the road. And the little bastard rolls over on his back with his little belly hanging out. Please don't whip me, Daddy. You know, what do you do? What do you do with that here? You know what I mean? Yeah. So in case, uh, come back as guest or whatever here. Yes, Marty Chobo, it's time for you to it's time for you to go ahead and abort yourself here. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and give you a chance to log off here and come back as another tard. And then unless unless T Dog has something to say, you know, we're gonna go ahead and end the show. All right. Brother, All right. That sounds, good. Uh, sounds good here. Any case here, what is your show next is 139-172. And let me just tell you here, you're not gonna you're not gonna continue with uh you know, I have some say I I've known all these people in the bowel movement. And a lot of times I do what is topical, you know, what is current events here. I talk about that here. But I have I have a steady message about the ten thousand warlords and how the only way we are going to save the white race is that we kill enough wiggers and niggers and Jews and mamsers and rest here. So, you know, I you know, I have this show because I like doing it. I I always have something to say. Sometimes I run out of steam. You know, I I, I say what I have to say in the monologue, and then after that, it's just simply a free range tart corral. You know what I mean? I'll have Luke the Poop Puke McKee, who I think is a, uh, you know, Aussie pedal poofer here. You know, he's a piece of lying shit here who, in real life, I would geld. But essentially, he's in Vietnam. You know, probably 
probably going ahead and you know humping you know humping the manginas of underage duke of underage duke spawn. So I can't geld it. But essentially, this show is pretty well. It doesn't have censorship. It you know I don't really worry about it here. These cholera abortions were all together for the purpose here of. Uh, well, essentially having fun here. And Marty Chomo, you better log off, you worthless bastard, because if you don't log off, I'm going to go ahead and block you, and then you're going to have to log off anyway. Log off, you worthless bastard. Your time is near, you know, your time was up five minutes ago. So any case here, <laughs> any case here, uh, oh, hell, ten. Nine, oh shit, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You need to log off, Marty Chomo. Well, if you're not, you're not. One. See, he's not as smart as guest 14 here, Marty Chomo. Eh? Or at least a sock puppet isn't. So anyway, uh, you're not gonna st- you're not gonna be with the shit on talk show unless you like talking on talk show. You don't have to be even really good here. You could read shit from the phone book, or you could say your opinion, or you can do whatever here. But you're not gonna make it unless you a have something to say, and if you know, b if you really like doing it here. And if you don't really like doing it, you're not gonna last in it. Okay? Yeah. Make yeah, I don't, I don't really like, yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> and maybe maybe you'll have more to say if you go back to smoking meth or nigger weed. <laughs> All righty. That's for sure. <laughs> That's for sure. All righty. Well, anything else? Nah, good show. Okay. Well, I mean, hey. I may have started a bunch of tards, you know, and, you know, talks to you, you know, broadcasting here. In any case, this show is one of a kind. Anyway, folks, I'm going to go ahead and call it a night. I'm going to go ahead and mute T-Dog. And I'm going to go ahead and sing the flooring glider. And essentially, this is the end of the 9-11 show. I've done a lot of shows this weekend. Maybe I'll re-engineer some of them. Anyway, folks, I'm going to go ahead and say... Hail victory. May Yahweh bless. And good night. Let's see. Oh, heck. If I don't need to stay, you know, don't say much of anything here while I'm playing the last song of the night. Yeah. Good night. Good night. Hail victory. They clad in black, are we? Hi-yi-yo-ho. And we'll stamp out the tyranny. Hi-yi-yo-ho. 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 Hi-yi-y
Racist. 
Oh, well. Hell of a deal. In case, folks, let's just call it a, uh, you know, I told you he was a beaner. Okay. Well, he sounded like a beaner. He more likely was a beaner. I mean, if you're running around with Andre the nigger, you got to be fucked up. <laughs> so that Packy Shag fan, you know, nigger knows male fake, you got to be fucked up. Anyway. Thanks, <laughs> Holmes. All right. Anyway, if I've been trolled, I've been trolled. I'm going to live with it. Anyway, I'm going to say hell victory. May Yahweh bless. Good night.